Okay, Asia. So um, you are the founder of the Young King Scholarship, correct? Yes. So tell me, where did the scholarship, like what made you want to do this scholarship? Um, initially, it um, unfortunately kind of happened after the George Floyd killing um, in Minnesota. But, you know, started a lot of uproar and brought, brought the conversation of Black Lives Matter. And obviously we been around Black Lives Matter since the shooting, you know, the killing of Trayvon Martin and Eric Gardner and, and many more young Black men that were taken by the hands of police officers. Um, and this conversation started up again. And, you know, I kind of just wanted to do something. I knew that um, in my scholarship, I made the requirement that voting was, you had to be a registered voter and you have, you have to vote. Um, and I think you know, just like John Lewis, who just passed away, said, we've got to make a change. And, you know, in his honor, we need to go vote in the polls. And uh, just helping young Black men succeed. I mean, uh, I just know I don't have the statistics. I'm apologize about that. But I know that having a Black man in the house who's making money and providing for his family leads to a better, a better generational wealth for his kids and his family rather than a black man that isn't making any money for that family. So I knew I was just trying to help one way or another and a scholarship involved, you can go to university, but that's not it. You can go to tech school. You can go be a, you know, get your license to be a truck driver, get your CDL. You can get your real estate broker license. You can do anything. It's just, you kind of have to do something, you know? This so it, sounds... It sounds a lot like a, um, it just sounds like a lot like a, a great grant and a great opportunity to give people education, uh, regardless of the type of education. That, that's kind of, that's kind of where, where my ears perked up when you said, um, you know, a family is pretty much preventing the, the things that we're seeing outside. I do share the belief that if, a, if, if, if you start in the home, if you start everything working in the home, you'll be able to, you know, cultivate a lot of outstanding positive um, adventures for that kid going forward. And so, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I, I like that. That definitely sold me, sold me on it. <laughs> so question, how much is the grant or the scholarship? Um, initially, I was going to do $500 for two kids. Um, and the $500 was going to come out of my pocket. You know, I was like, I don't got too much, but I know I could do a thousand. Right now, I just got word that a friend of mine, a former coach, did a, a tennis tournament in the Young King Scholarship name. And we're about to get six thousand dollars in the next week or so. So have, uh, I'm hopefully do you have age restriction. I don't. I don't have okay. age restriction. Um, and so hopefully, I'm thinking it's going to be more than five hundred. And what I want this to happen, I want this to be a yearly thing. So when this when this group is done, I will set the application. You know, I hopefully have some more time for the next year for 2021. So I'm hoping this. It's going to be a yearly thing and just not, you know, just one and done. Right. Okay. And as I'm, as I'm looking, I saw the qualifications. So, and I wanted to like, kind of go take by take on it. So the first qualification is like, you have to be a black male. And I know in today's society, um, you know, people get offended so easily. So my question is, why can't it be open to black women as well? Or are you trying to create a scholarship for black, for only black women as as, in addition to this Young King Scholarship. Is there a Young Queen Scholarship? scholarship yeah, yeah, so I definitely did think about that. Um, one second. We're going to edit this out. 
Yeah, we're not gonna have a choice. We have to. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I had my he was my dog was barking. I put him outside. Yeah. Okay, so about the young queen scholarship is or just or just having a scholarship for young women because I know some people like right. again we live in a society where people get easily offended, right? So somebody right. would be like, well, why is there not? Why can't you be a black female? Why can't you be a female like in general? So I wanted to right and. I've thought about that. Um, the logo actually doesn't say young teens. It says young and then there's a crown scholarship. So I definitely did think about that um, in the future if I wanted to help Black women as well. Um, just right now, there are more Black women on college campuses than there are Black men, statistically, which is proven. So I'm trying to get more Black men on college campuses, not only to help with education, but we, we just need more brothers in college, honestly. And so for right now, the scholarship is just for black men. And obviously I have, I've looked at the statistics that there are less black men, versus less men on college campuses anyway, but there's less men, black men on college campuses. Um, and especially if they're not athletes, I'm excluding athletes in this as well. And they're not black athletes. There's not a lot of not a lot of black men on college campuses so this is why it is and if people are upset they can go start their own scholarship for black women i will gladly donate <laughs> but this one is for our young black men well maybe you wouldn't you happen, to, uh, you would happen to have go ahead the statistics for the uh you wouldn't happen to have the statistics for those um those numbers pretty much on, on campus i know there's probably like a percentage type deal but did you happen to have the actual statistics or where i can no i don't happen to have it but i can provide it um and i definitely will put that in the google doc um as well i think i that would be a nice thing to have so people can yeah. you know see kind of the background of it that is a good idea but i will be adding that to it for sure of course right and when you exclude black athletes and make sure you put it in there because if i'm a black man and i'm an athlete with a full scholarship i'm still probably going to apply Right. So well, you have to show financial need. So if you are on, uh, you know, if you're a, a black athlete and you're on a full scholarship, you don't need my fin. You don't need my finances. So um, that's just another thing I have included in there, just in case. Um, but many, you know, I was a college athlete myself, but most some college athletes aren't on full scholarships. So even if you are an athlete, but you aren't on, you know, any academic athletic aid, you can't apply to. You just have to show, you know, that you need financial help. Right. Um, did you have any, what was the, did it, how deep or how um, extensive is the verification process for it? Did the verification process, so after I've decided that everyone can just apply, and after I pick the winners, that's when my verification process gets a little in-depth. Like, you have to show me your registered to vote by, um, I don't know if any other states, but I know in Georgia, I checked was I a registered voter? And I have the screenshot of that approving, you know, my name's right there. My address is right there. Um, right. So after the, I pick the winner, the verification process is going to get, not intense, but you just have to verify, you know, that you're registered to vote, that, right. um, you know, and especially too, I think that's why I'm going to push the scholarship back is, you know, once the e-bills come out, you know, that comes out first day of school. That gives people more of a, you know, whether they need textbooks or whether they need, you know, the money to go straight to the university. That will kind of help. When, when, when did you get all this started again? When did you decide to like start all this up again? Uh, just for 
this was, I mean, this was, hmm, Erica, you're going to have to help me a little bit in trying to remember dates. This was, so after George Floyd, but before, before all the protests were going, it was during like the first We're talking like between that Thursday, I think, and Friday. I think I shot my podcast exactly. episode on it. Like, yes, I think that, the, the, I think I shot it the next week. I think I met, yeah, I think he, I think his passing was maybe on the, like the Tuesday or Wednesday. And then, right. okay, so yeah, so pretty much right Hold before on, let the let me look this exactly. up. Yeah, because... Gonna be our, gonna be our lady in the chair, be our fact checker. Real quick. <laughs> so according to Google, he died on May 25th of 2020, but the videos, yeah. I don't think uh, surfaced until like a week later. So I remember right, it was like right. the first week of June when all this yeah. has happened. So, Definitely. and I remember just watching on CNN with um, our mom, her, our brother and our dad, like just being furious about like, when's enough is, when is enough enough? Like this is, too, this is like too many times that this is this is happening, and so that's when she was like brainstorming about how she can help and kind of um, um, assist young black men to finding happiness and education within a school or what whatever their choice of being. So I mean, I thought and that I was. Make, I want to make sure I, I say this too, especially is I don't think education is the end all be all to this madness. I don't. I don't right. think that's going mm. to help. I, I've noticed here, you know, our governor in Georgia is suing a black woman and educated, qualified, but suing her because she decided to mandate, you know, coronavirus. It doesn't matter how educated you are. Um, here in Gwinnett, we had a, our first young, the youngest uh, man to ever be on the board of superintendents and Gwinnett County Schools is ranked in the top 15 of largest school districts in the U.S. And a woman, uh, older white woman, he said something about, you know, going back to school and she was like, oh, I wish I could strangle him. So it doesn't matter how educated we get. It is, this is not just the end all be all. I don't think education has anything to do with not just being respected as a black person in America today. So I want to make sure that's very clear that this isn't just, this is just my idea of contributing. There's so many other ways that we've got to do stuff, but this is just the idea I could come up with. Um, but there's got to be more because education, I mean, we, we had one of the smartest men in the office and you see how much they hated him. We, on behalf of all the listeners and of course myself and Erica, we'd like to thank you for that because that is beautiful. I'm not ending anything. I'm just saying I want to take this time <laughs> to kind of thank you for that um, contribution. That is a major contribution. Um, Let me put a clap emoji on. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And so um, because the, the basis is strong and I believe that if the basis is strong, the why is strong, the, the cause is strong. See, you didn't just take okay, George Floyd passed away, let me do something, something. You know what I mean? Eventually, we heal from his passing and then, you know, the things that we started doing because of it start to become a bit frivolous. But when you said, um, you said earlier in the podcast that you want to make sure that more black men are stable in the home, that's, that's kind of my, that's my mantra right now. Like a lot of the songs that I'm releasing right now have that in the song or have that at the theme. As a matter of fact, I just finished editing a song um, in which the guy's been working real hard and he's finally coming home to make time for his lady. So if that's an educated man, then not only is, is that more effective for on his behalf, but then that's more effective for the home. 
assuming there's kids in that situation, they all get a great foundation. And of course, you know, their love builds this, makes the foundation stronger. And wow, that is an awesome, um, an awesome thing you came up with. That contribution is beautiful. So again, on behalf of everyone listening and Erica and myself, thank you, thank you for that contribution. So good luck to you. We have, um, I think I wanted to know what was your fraud and prevention techniques and or methods? Like how do you gonna prevent people from like taking advantage of this program? Right. And I had that conversation too with a, um, with a good friend and I, I'm, I'm starting to come up with two ideas and whether I, I have to pay the, you know, everyone gets their e-bill and you can have authorized payers log in and pay that bill. Um, mm. And whether or not the student will have me as an authorized payer. So the money goes directly to, um, you know, to, to the university if that's what's needed. I also allow for rent to be involved. I also allowed for textbooks to be involved as a whatever that needs to be paid. Because like I said, remember, some of these people aren't university students. Some of these people are going to get their CDLs. They work during the day and then go get their CDLs at night. Um, right. And that's what our father did. Um, so whether or not, you know, you might need them. If you're, if you're dedicating a month to getting a CDL, you might need some help on the rent. And I said, I could, you know, I'll, I'll provide and do that as well. So honestly, at the end of the day, what I can do is is do the right thing, and what they That's decide to do after is 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 on them. You know, if, if they don't take advantage of this opportunity, and whether they they use the money for good, bad, or that, you can't say no one didn't help. You know, so I'm trying right. to make sure I prevent that from happening, but you know, I write the check. That's that's it, and and I, and I hope. You know, and I and my goal is to remain in contact with the uh, the winners. Is to just see how everything pans out. So if I'm giving it to a freshman, I hope I can stay in contact with them for four years to see, you know, hey, how's it going? Oh, you're a doctor now. Oh, you're a coach now. You're a teacher now. Um, right. So hopefully, I'll be able to still be able to to do that. Okay. So I'm gonna steer this uh, to your last qualifi qualification, which says you must be registered to vote. And then earlier today, you were kind of diving in on the um, importance of voting. And I know right now with voting, uh, there's a lot of questioning in the air about why is voting so imperative when the electoral college is the one that really votes in the president or, you know, waiting in long lines or do my vote really count? So I really wanted to kind of dive into this issue um, because, you know, voting is something that's talked about, you know, largely. And I wanted to see why was that so much of a qualification for you? And what do you mm -hmm. see voting as when it comes into the Black community? How is it imperative? Or if it's not that imperative, but I think it's pretty imperative since you made that into a qualification. Yes. Um, so first I want to say there is um, voters infringement. There is um, a lot of um, out here in the area that Erica and I are from is, is red. and um, that average wait time for us to vote was five to 10 minutes. <laughs> no hotlines, no, there was nothing really. Your car, your car was probably still cool by the time you went back. Um, yeah. But closer to the city of Atlanta, I mean, wait times were three, four hours and Georgia heat is nothing to play with. <laughs> Just letting you know that right now. So there are issues there. There are big issues, but that's what they want. They want us to not go out there and vote. That they are a hundred. That's why they do those things. So people feel 
you know, that their vote no, doesn't count or is not right. They want to deter them to not do it. But what we got to do is, um, and get what I was there, thinking, especially get out there, hand, hand those people some water because their vote matters. We, we saw, we, you know, it's sad to say, and I'm sad to say it too, that my vote didn't, I didn't vote for the last presidential election between Hillary and, um, and Trump. Oh, you didn't miss out. You didn't miss out. My absentee ballot didn't get in. But I'm making sure for sure this year my absentee ballot will be sent to wherever I'm at, not, you know, a day before. You know, I'm making sure I'm doing all those protocols before. But I just think that we saw it with President Obama that the mo- most black. Hispanic minority people went out and they and they voted for him and I think everyone joked when they thought Trump was running for office. I, I mean, honestly, people like I'm. I wasn't that pressed about my vote. I was like, oh, okay, well, my vote, you know, whatever. No, your vote, y- y'all see it. <laughs> we we've got to get out there and vote and press the importance and um, you know, and do the absentee ballot if you got to work. But we got to do some other things and vote. You know, I think election day should be a national holiday. I don't think anybody should be working because it gives everyone the equal opportunity to go out and vote. Just because you're, you know, you are a billionaire and you don't have to go in and clock in at work doesn't give you a better advantage to go vote because you don't have to go clock in and work than the average person does. So I, you know, we've got to do more and excel these ideas that we have for our votes and all votes to count and matter. Um, And I just, like I said, that was just one of my little bits that I think is important is to go and vote and use that because we didn't have that privilege before. We couldn't vote. And especially women too, we couldn't vote even longer after that. So we just got to use what's been, you know, our ancestors have died and fought for this. So we should use it. One of the one of the things that um voters right now are like, uh, especially when, when people come up with the fear of does my vote even count? The way the electoral college is supposed to work is that um, people in a specific, say, for example, county will vote to their respective representative, and that representative will submit, oh, most of the people in my county voted blue, so I'm going to vote red anyway. That's what people are afraid of, and that's not really how it's supposed to work, and we do put our trust in those, um, in those representatives that they'll submit the right ballots, of course, then that turns into points, and then, of course, that point goes to the respective president. Um, our vote, I still would say our vote counts. I wouldn't really do, I wouldn't tell anybody, even based on the example I just used, that might be the worst case scenario, but it's, it's a very rare, it's a very rare case. And as a matter of fact, they can actually, I believe if I'm not mistaken, they can be prosecuted for that. Would, again, this is where the guy in the chair would come in, but right. if you can be prosecuted for that, um, that's not, that's very unethical. It's actually, again, I would, like I said, I'm pretty sure that's a law. You can't do that. And so I would tell, I would continue to stress to people, especially in your application, um, do you have a way of proving, because you know anybody can walk around with that sticker, do you have a way of proving that the uh, participant voted? Yeah, so um, you actually have to log on to, um, I forget the website. I, I did it before because I wanted to make sure my vote got counted for, um, I did an absentee ballot for this last one in Georgia, and then I voted with the last election with our governor. So I went right. in to make sure my, you can go in and log in online and I'm going to actually add that link onto the web, my website as well to go see if your vote counted, if it got registered, if it even got picked up. So um, I, right. I forgot the link and I don't think it's, I think it's every state that does that. Um, but there is a national website that will take you to okay. each state and you just put your name in, your date of birth, and it pulls you up. 
and it's in your address, I believe, that you're under. And it pulls you up and it will show you whether or not your vote got counted. Um, and, and it tells you where you go vote at and all those things that some people don't know. Okay. And then will this and be will, before or after they apply? This will this be conducted, so, let's say, the okay, so after they apply, you will conduct this. Right, this I don't want to do a hundred background checks to make sure people... Right, vote. yeah, to make sure I voted. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I guess unless you have a team behind you, which case, you know, that's great, but I, yeah, that, that's a daunting task. <laughs> right, and I want to I wanna say, too, is it's not just the big elections that we got to vote for. We got to vote for like the um, Ahmad Aubrey case down here. It's that in Brunswick, right? Yeah, it's in Brunswick. Oh, Brunswick. So, right. The little courts are dealing. We're dealing with that case. The 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 small civil, people civil that people yes, they people that don't vote for that we don't vote for. They're dealing with that. You know, they're the ones who brushed it under. They they saw the video. They were like, oh, that's okay. Those are the people that we got to vote for because. Anything yeah. that happens in your city and your county, those are the people that are going to deal with it. You know, most things don't get to the federal level. So we've got to make sure we, in our community, that we are voting for the people that we want in office, at least, you know, and not just overlooking those, those elections because they matter. I don't know if there's um, voter education that you would give to the person once they apply or once they get through, assuming. But um, if that's the case, is this set up like a lottery or is it set up pretty much to where, like, the, the, who meets the best qualifications, something like that? No, it's going to be, it's a lottery. It's random. And if another, like, for example, let's say I pick somebody or the system, my computer is going to run it and they aren't registered to vote. They they skip out on the scholarship. I and you just run the you just run it back again. Gotcha. Yeah, you know. And I'm sorry, you missed out. <laughs> you should have voted. Right. Yeah. Okay. Probably should have hit the boost. Um. Even this time, I don't think you can vote without voting for the president. I think this time around. Because, but I mean, my thing was always like the president, especially after our president Obama. I realized it's like, man, it's kind of tough. There was a lot of things that he couldn't do. Um, at like the Lawrenceville Street or Pike Street level, like you know, what I mean, if something, you know, if the representative for Pike Street acted unethically, that's someone we can't like. We can't worry about the president to handle that person and their ethics. We have to worry about our own, you know, voting patterns to get that person out. Is there not? Is there? Um, and so that's one of the things I would, I guess, imply that I would stress while we're talking about. It, I guess while we're still on the subject of voting, I don't have any more questions as far as the voting. But I just wanted to. I think I still have a couple of questions, but like I said, like Jamal, like it, it, we're all black. We are all, you know, educated people that want to make a difference within our community. So uh, I just wanted to like kind of ask, like, what about with how how do you talk to people that don't really know who to vote or how to vote? Like, I think there's a lot of things that people say, go vote, go vote, go vote. But they're still on like, I don't even know how to get to step one of that. And then who do I know to vote? I don't really pay attention to these representatives. I don't really know them. They're not in the state. I don't walk down the street and see them, you know, all the time. Right. So it's just kind of like, how am I supposed to vote for somebody that I don't really even know? And I don't even know how to, to start in, 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 in the first place. Right. I, I would say first is, is Google's our best friend. Um, a lot of these, I was lucky enough to have my absentee ballot right with me at home, and I was Googling everyone that I was voting for. And I would say, person, put yourself in your shoes and see what values and what's important to you. You know, you know, it's it's you got to you got to think about what's going to be good for your family and yourself. 
So, you know, I'm not putting anybody in office that is going to take away, you know, the anything that I think is important to me, whether it's tax cuts or I believe, you know, they're trying to take away Medicare, anything healthcare. You're like, okay, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. So I don't, I necessarily shouldn't vote for that person. And and lastly, but least, if we're going to be honest and talk about the presidential election, would you leave Donald Trump with your dog? And if you can't say yes, then don't vote for him because you, if if I, my last thing is like, if, if I just don't think you're a good person, I'm not voting for you. That's, that's, it, I ethically just don't think you're a good person. And I want facts too, not no little, you know, watch Fox News and whatever. If I just don't think you're a good person, then you just don't get my vote. And that's how simple I think people should keep it nowadays. It's like, does this fit for me and my family? And are, do I think they're a decent person, a decent human being? And if you can say yes to some somebody in that out thing, then you vote for him. You know, I, 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 it's sad that, I see a lot of people, you know, thinking that this is this is so hard. Just keep it simple, man. Vote for somebody that you know you agree with. You have the same viewpoint, right? Yeah, I, I, I like that wording better. I like yeah. that wording better. Um, there's some complex things that I've been um, studying on and, and kind of looking at lately in this voting process and this time in in in, in our history. Again, I learned something recently that history doesn't repeat; it rhymes. So like mm-hmm. we've been through this already, not quite the same way, but it's, you know, we're, we're kind of doing, there's a lot of things that we're doing all over again. I saw the mm-hmm. message saying we got only nine minutes left, so I'm not going to talk too much on it. I wouldn't recommend people just take it too simplistically because we're already kind of close to very tribalistic natures, yeah. but our tribalistic ways of looking at things. But yeah, when you said viewpoints, I was like, okay, I like that word better. We can, yeah, viewpoint, we can, we can base viewpoint. on that. Yeah. We can base on that. Cause I mean, at what point does someone become someone you don't like? So that that's my biggest fear. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Asia, do you have any final um, thing, uh, closing for your scholarship? I mean, it's an excellent thing. I think it's going to help a lot of people. I think that you covered a lot of the basic issues that we're, we're that we're facing, especially with black males. Is there anything, lastly, that you want to express to our soon to become great audience in the near future? Um, first, I just want to say is stay educated, you know, um, keep, keep yourself educated and also keep educating some peers, you know, there's just, you're going to run into a lot of people who aren't racist or they aren't, you, they just don't know and they, and they want to learn. So we, we, we've got to keep those people, especially, you know, our, our white counterparts, we got to keep them educated too and keep them along board too, just so they know you know, that there is a difference. There is systematic racism. And and so they can open their eyes and see it. I actually, I'm going to finish this last little story. I had a friend who was driving. She got pulled over by the police, but her car is registered under her mother. And her mother's a registered gun owner. And she's looking in her compartment and stuff like this, like looking for a registration, can't find it. And, you know, nothing ended up happening. She's a white girl, you know pushed it alongside and she was telling us the story and I said hey every, there's people that have died who haven't even done that to the extent um what what what, what was his name with he had the girlfriend and the baby in the back well, oh Philando Castile Castile registered gun owner and and he got killed and didn't even search for anything you know he was just registered and 
she was like, wow, I didn't even think about that, that I have that privilege. So there's a bunch of people that don't know. We just have to keep educating them and pushing forward and keep educating ourselves. So stay black, keep educating, keep pushing, because this is a change that needs to happen. And whether or not, I don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime, but maybe our kids will actually reap the benefit of it finally. So stay pushing, stay black, and stay educated. Keep keep learning. So, and lastly, what I want to, and this is a real quick question. Uh, what does AAMPH LLC stand for? <laughs> so AAMPH, <laughs> at first it was just going to be AMPH, which is actually my Instagram handle is Asian miles per hour. And so okay. I added an extra A because eventually um, my middle name is with an A too. I don't really know what it means. Like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, too. I, I probably should have a better answer when people um, <laughs> when people ask me that question. But I, initially, it was Asian miles per hour, and I just made it A-M-P-H. So I added the extra A because that, that name was already taken. Um, right, because yeah. I was like, is it Asia A miles per hour? Like, that's what I thought at first. Asia A miles whatever, per hour? Whatever, whatever you like. Initially, because this business actually is my own. I give, I'm going to be a coach. And so I give lessons. So initially this business was for to help with my pitching lessons and coaching and stuff like that. Just a little business that I ran. And so I was like, well, let's see what we can do with this scholarship. Um, and hopefully, like I said, hopefully this is going to be, you know, hopefully five years down the line, this is still a thing. And hopefully we can help our young black men and maybe hopefully one day help young black women as well. I'll, I'll see how I feel about that later. <laughs> right. Um, Right. Okay. Well, Asia, you know, thank you so much for becoming our first guest on What the Hell Are You Doing? It seems that you are doing really, really good. So we all know <laughs> what the hell you're doing. So, um, I mean, any closing things you want, Jamal, before we get out? I'm good. I'm good. I blew my kiss. I'm good. Thank oh, yes. You. And this is, this is awesome. And, and, we, and we do have to have more conversations. And that's, this is an awesome platform to be able to have those those tough conversations and, you know, and doing, you guys are, you guys are definitely helping in the part of it too. That's what I'm saying. This whole thing, there's so many ways that everybody can help. And it starts honestly with having these conversations. So thank you guys. What the hell are you doing is awesome. We know what y'all are doing. So y'all, y'all doing good too. So I appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. And her Instagram handle is a miles per hour. That's a M I L E S P E. P-E-R-H-O-U-R, A miles per hour. This is Asian Miles with the Young King Scholarship. Make sure to apply, you young men. Uh, be registered to vote because that's damn sure mandatory. We just had a full conversation about it. And we'll put the link on our Instagram page on, on what dots the hell are you doing? So that's it for us. Signing off, signing Thank out. You. Stay black and stay beautiful, you guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. Take care.